Who the bloody hell's that? Morning, Ange. Oh, Anthony. How are we? I'm really well. How are you? <laughs> Come on in. I will do. Thank you. Did that sound staged? Just a little. No, it's fine. fine. Yeah. I'm going to embrace the whole lounge pant thing next time. I'm going to put my University of New Hampshire lounge pants on. You should indeed. You're listening to the Corona Diaries, a sometimes random and often irreverent attempt to understand the psyche of singer Steve Hogarth. Pink or white, that shirt? That's pink. Oh, it's very nice. Suits you. Very yeah, I like it. I like a bit of pink. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm like Superman. Well, I've often said that. Yes, he liked a bit of pink. Uh, you haven't really, have you? Said it often. What? That unlike <laughs> Superman. No, no. <laughs> I guess that you know. No, I'm no. You alert. have a great, you have a great many qualities. But <laughs> saving the world probably isn't quite yeah. one of them. Being from Krypton isn't one of them. No, excellent. Now, see, strong, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We could start with this while we're warming up. Oh, I see. You yeah. brought the proper mic. You've taken the. Taking the seven B across. I have. I've brought the entire rig. The I entire rig. I'm driving here. I might as well have the proper gear. Your podcasting rig. Power. I don't know it. Right, okay. um, you, you're slurping on a coffee, aren't you? I am. It's shit as well, but it's wet and warm. Ah, well, that was what I was going to ask. Where are you in terms of coffee preparation over in the in the summer house? Ah, we're exactly where we are in England because we bought another machine exactly the same. And right. and set it up in the summer house, so it's the same little tiddly do thing, with the same milk frother. So is it user so, error this morning then? No, it's because you can't get the bloody coffee uh, uh, here. In fact, the most authentic Italian coffee I've so far managed to get hold of is made in Finland. <laughs> Of course it is. <laughs> a great coffee-making nation. <laughs> well, yeah, the you, Finns are renowned, you, aren't they? As you know, for their, <laughs> for their fine Italian coffee. Um, so I've sent the missus out this morning in search of the real deal, um, but not in a kind of go and get that. Just, darling, if you happen to pass a, a supermarket, would you just have a quick look around in case they sell the Labazza Red? Because this coffee I'm currently drinking tastes like soil. Right. Right. In fact, I'm flattering it. Right. Okay. Finnish soil. And if Lavazza are listening? Yes. If Lavazza are listening, your your coffee rocks. Thank yes. you very much. No problem at all. Send loads to Denmark. I won't give you the address on, on air. Are you sure? Are you sure you don't want to do that? <laughs> Well, especially being as we're hardly ever here, which uh, you know Ooh, opens, yeah. up, opens up the place for burglaries, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And yeah souvenir collecting. So you got obviously you got there all right then. So that's good. Yes, we got we got here without incident. The car worked all the way. I keep waiting for it to conk out. I mean, we've done so many miles in it now. Um, we've done the. I've had that many since nineteen. No, not nineteen. Anything. Uh, I've had that many for, when did I buy it? About 
2010. Um, well, what's the number plate say? 08. Well, that, it wasn't, you, bought it, you bought it in 08 then? No, it was that wasn't new. I bought it second hand. Ah, right. In, uh, but it's that I, old then? It's from 08? Oh, it might be from... No, it's 05. It's High Five Geezer. Right. So it's a it's a relic, but it kind of keeps going. Years old. I've I've I'm you know I can't get my head around getting rid of it, so right. I keep fixing it. And uh, it's a relic, but it keeps going. It's a relic, but it keeps going. Yeah, let's leave that there. Thank you, Anthony. Um, and um, we've done nearly as many miles on this Volvo as we've done on the as I've done on the Mini in all that time. Because we've just, you know, ragged it around Europe God knows how many times. You're drivers, aren't you, as a couple? You drive a lot of places. Yeah, yeah, I quite enjoy driving. In fact, one of the things, I don't know if I've said this before, when we've been on tour for a while, and I've been, you know, been um, living the the tour bus life, um. There's an amazing, exhilarating feeling at the end of it of climbing back behind the wheel of my own car because then I've got that feeling I could go anywhere I like. I could turn left at the next... We have talked about this because it involved Rochdale and Macclesfield. Right. Well, there we are. But um, it is a, it, 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 I, I do feel good climbing into my car after a tour, not because I'm going to go anywhere particularly different, just because I've... Taken back control. Mm. I was watching Brexit, the Uncivil War, last night on Apple TV. Ah, uh, with Mr. Cumberbatch. Exactly. And so um, the, the taking back control is very much at the front of my mind at the moment, as a phrase. Um, it was actually genius. I hate to say it, but it was genius. What was? What take ha- back what control. He- take back control. Is it a statement that means nothing and got loads of people to vote for something that, again, meant nothing? It was genius. Hmm. I yeah. hate to say it, but it was. Yeah, it's quite interesting watching him arriving at it. Mm. You know, um, it's hard to know how much dramatic license is in that, but but you know, in, in the in the movie itself, you never know, do you? How much has been written in, and how much is? I know it's based on fact and conversations with people who were there, uh, but you've always got to wear. Wear a, wear your cynics hat with things like that, not not to just accept every every last word and nuance that the director throws in, because there'll be his own that'll be his own window on the world that you're getting. But nonetheless, interesting. I mean, interesting how this guy Robert Mercer, the American billionaire, funded both of the data analytics companies mm. that were involved. Um, I believe that Farage and Banks used Cambridge Analytica. Yep. Although Banks, having said he had, later denied that he did. Um, he has previous with that, though. That's straight out of the Trump playbook, that, isn't it? Uh, and, um, and this other firm that I can't remember the name of uh, that, that, uh, that Dom used... Uh, they were both. They both got financial links to Robert Mercer. I don't know if he's floating both of them. And this is also the guy who who financed the the Trump campaign. So you wonder if somebody right up at the top has 
pulling strings for whatever reason because that's the other thing that doesn't really come out of that program is there's not even an inference that leaving Europe could be better for the country. You know, at no, no point no. does it say, once we're out, we can do this. You know, and I'm still waiting for that. I've been waiting ever since for somebody to actually go, well, this is why we did it, because now look what we can do. And there isn't a look what we can do. Is no. <laughs> Which just uh, boggles the mind, really. There's a book called All Out War by Tim Shipman, who's the Sunday Times political uh, writer, lead writer, that um, is very, very good and considered to be the authority on, on what went on in that period. The kind of a first draft authority of what went on. And if you read that, what you watched last night, there's a lot that chimes. Yeah. There's a lot that chimes. Because I'd read All Out War before I saw the Uncivil War um which is a dramatization. There's no doubt it's a dramatization, um, but there's a lot of stuff in there that that you get from that that first draft account uh, of Tim Shipments that, that's in that's in that as well. Uh, and I would recommend that to anybody who's interested. Read that book. It's it's fascinating and scary. Right, I'll read that book myself. Yeah, it's it's very very good. Anyway, shall we shall we start? We better add, or, or otherwise our listeners will go, my God, they became boring, those two, didn't Well, we've they? just they done a bit better, be... haven't we? A little bit of politics, haven't we? A bit of politics, <coughs> a little bit of politics. quite interesting and vibrant, how they just talk about billionaire finances and politicians bad, and... Bad coffee. Data analytics. Mine, having said that, on the data analytics companies, that'll probably fire the neurons of half the purples, because they're, oh. they're all in that area, aren't oh. they? Love a They're bit of data analysis. It. Yeah. You know? Uh, and I bunch. think, as a rule, the vast majority of them probably share our views on Brexit as well, if I'm being honest, at the bit, the things that I've I've noticed. Probably. Well, how can you not if you're not, you know... If, you, if you've... If you've uh, Benny well, shut up. Yes, probably best <laughs> if we shut up there. Because I'd like to use as much of this week as possible, if that's all. If that's, yes, let's should we, not should we, just... Should we try for that? So do, do what we did last week and have to edit it all out again. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what I must have said. Good it actually week. turned out all right in the end. Oh, marvellous. Well, uh, that's the bad thing about you editing them, is that I never get to hear them ever. Uh, well, it's available for you. Can You can you could become a purple if you wanted. Uh, maybe I should sign up. <laughs> Give a fiver a month back. It's the yeah, least I can yeah, do. The least you can do. The least you can do. <laughs> uh, well, we could split it amongst the other purples. Well, it'd just go around the world and come back to me a month later, wouldn't it? A bit yeah, after Patriot have taken their little bit off. Yeah, a bit like a bit like all of my songwriting royalties, basically. <laughs> yeah, I pl- goes I play on a journey, a- comes back less. Yeah, I play I play a song in St John's Church, fill in a PRS form. They 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 take a load of money off me, and four years later, I get a bit of it back. <laughs> That's basically it's great, isn't it. You never questioned what you do for a living. <laughs> All the time. All the time. All the time. All the time. Shall we we start? Most most recently in a hotel reception in Sweden. (laughs) Yes. Yes. What? 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 While while you were checking out, while you were playing it? (laughs) Just after I went on. (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. Didn't expect you to check people in at the same time, did you? I mean, I've just finished this number, I'll check you in. (laughs) Yes. Sorry, that's that's lovely, but could I have a key for room 403, please? 
<laughs> Just finish this. I'll sort you out an extra pillow. <laughs> is everything all right for you? Uh, anyway, this is Life on Mars. But uh, <laughs> right, one seven two, isn't it? Is it one seven two? I don't know. Do you know what? I actually don't know. No, I actually don't know if it's no. one seven two or not. Oh, what's your age? Let's record two intros. Let's do a 172 and a 173 just in case. Is that all right? Yeah. Hello and welcome to chapter 172 of the Corona Diaries. Are you sure it's not 173, Anthony? Well, it could be. So let's do 173, shall we? I'll just hold my breath. Okay. Hello and welcome to chapter 173 of the Corona Diaries. I'm sure it was 172. I think it is 172 as well. Uh, But we've just saved 17 seconds next week. (laughs) If we drop that in. In fact, we'll have to drop that in now. Just for shits and giggles. Yes. Yes. Right, I want to talk to you about white paper. Is it a good time of day to talk about white paper? Yes, I could talk to you about white paper today, I suppose. Um, (laughs) Why why the suppose? Well, why not? I mean, I suppose I could. Yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. if you're bothered. Well, I, well, I mean, I could go either way, but I think there are people who I think there are people who are. <laughs> There's definitely people who are either way. <laughs> oh, without there. a shadow. <laughs> I think I might be one of them. Right. <laughs> anyway, either way. Speaking um, of without a shadow, Hank Marvin's still alive, isn't he? <laughs> anyway, carry on. Do you think he's a vampire? He's got. Ooh. I could see him. Yeah. In the full vampire garb, yeah, or uh, maybe Cl- maybe Cliff's a vampire, and he had he hired the shadows because he didn't have one of his own. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. That's very clever. That's very clever. <laughs> Bruce Welsh has got more of a look of a mad professor about him these days, so I don't think he's a vampire. No, now his son asked me to join Marillion. Yes, we Just always come back to Bruce Welsh, don't we? You, you met it's Bruce. hard not to. No, I've never met him. I've never met him. Apparently, Although, he's a lovely chap. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. His son's quite. His son Dwayne was 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 a nice fella, or is a nice fella. I'm assuming he's he's not walked off a, a cliff, so he is a nice fella. Um, I don't think anybody connected to the shadows is allowed to walk off a cliff, just because it just <laughs> it would make the the papers I, would have too much to go on, wouldn't they? I didn't do that on purpose. Did even. you not? No. Good God. Um, <laughs> anyway, back to white paper. <laughs> yes, enough of the shadows. Enough of the shadows. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the other side of the musical universe, there's a song called White Paper, which Indeed. Cliff probably would struggle to cover. Um, but she is painting, but 14 <laughs> shades of white. But. He's not going to be doing that on roll skates, is he? <laughs> Yes, um, other side of the musical universe. It all started, as so many of our songs do, with with Mad Jack um, tiddling about on the piano. And he'd got that bing, bong, bing, bong, chimey thing going on with, uh, you know, he was moving the left hand of the piano against a, a constant sort of... What turns out, I know this because I've been playing it myself, so I found out how it goes. So that's, it's a sort of E major seven, folks, for those of you who are musical. Um, are you listening, Nicole? Yeah. 
You might need to shout that out in the future. <laughs> well, she'll be correcting me. She'll be going, no, this isn't. <laughs> uh, but anyway, as far as I, I can tell with my little brain, um, it's um, it's an E major 7, which is then, you know, has a has the left hand moving, moving around against it and therefore implying different chords. Um, and he had that thing going. And... Uh, I thought it was lovely, and I think I'd written. I can't remember where I'd written. I'd kind of, I mean, White Paper sounds like quite a tragic song in a way, and it sort of is. But it's that lyric sort of started out as a joke because I came home one day and we were doing up this house in the village. Um, so. Lynetta was uh, in in full interior design force, and she's very, very good at that. Um, In fact, she's as good at that as I am bad at it, Um, to the point where, for me, there are only several colours. There's red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and pink. Uh, Right, now, that's not true. Apparently, according to Dulux and Farrow and Ball, there are rather more colours than that and um, if you're Scandinavian there's at least 150 shades of white um, which is essentially what the Scandinavians use as their interiors um, if you go in a Scandinavian house it's almost certainly white or you know if you expose the color with uv light you might find that it's an extremely extremely very 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 light gray um that's imperceptible to mere mere visual idiots like me from white so i came home one day and the entire floor of the house was covered in paper white paper and she was painting different shades of white on it and so being a bit of a piss taker as, as you'll notice I have been from time to time uh, I've noticed 171 <laughs> times maybe 172 <laughs> who knows <laughs> I'm standing there going what the fuck what what are you doing, Doris? She says, "Well, I'm trying these different, you know, these, these different variations of, of of paint to hold up and see how it'll look." And I said, "Well, for a kickoff, they're all white, and secondly, you're painting them on white paper. How the hell can you tell?" And she's going, "Well, it's obvious, isn't it?" And I'm going, "No, not to me, it isn't." Um, and I suspect that I am the problem. Uh, I didn't say that to her, of course, but between you and me... It's probably been fed back to her. I think I'm the problem. (laughs) So I kind of thought, I'm going to write this down because it's interesting. She's painting 40 different shades of white on white paper. And there was the whole, you know, girl porn, 50 shades of grey thing going around at the time, actually. So maybe that was buzzing around in the back of my head. Um, and I just thought that's interesting, and it could be a metaphor for all kinds of things. Um, and let me think. Yeah, 
That was about the same time as we had a, a very small child. And I'd felt... I don't. I don't know again if this is me and the 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 ego of the kind of person that I am. But when we had um, Emil, I I had to deal with going from kind of being the center of Lynetta's universe, which I had been up until then, and felt very good in that place. <laughs> um, to not being that anymore she you know she she'd got a she'd got a baby she'd got a lot to deal with she'd not had a child before so she was getting her head around that and as as the cliche goes they don't give you a manual you just got to get on with it i mean you can read books and i think she was but i think every every mother who has a baby for the first time is is and and really i guess the fathers should feel like this too but if you're a bit of an old fart like i am you're perfectly happy to step back and not not get quite so involved um and of course my job prevented me getting involved in a lot of it as well because i just simply was orbiting the earth and and not there but I had to get my head around her being occupied really twenty four seven by this by a baby by this beautiful beautiful little thing um and my head was there as well. Don't get me wrong, you know, I was getting as involved as I could and looking after him and um changing his ass and all of that um and trying to get him off to sleep and all the, all the things that you do to try and help. But they're never as much as the mother does. Um, and um, I started to feel increasingly alienated from her, like I was being pushed out, which I guess I wasn't. She just had a lot on her plate, and she was tired as well. Um and so this song is really about, um, it's about all sorts. Of, you know, I'm painting 40 different shades of green for all I'm worth on yesterday's paper. It is about a search for innocence as well. Um, about trying to block out the, what's going on in the world, you know, because it's grinding you down. And, and, um, and the fact that it, you can paint green over it, but it, it it comes seeping back through, um, so that that they're metaphors for other things, um, but the overarching theme of white paper is one of a father trying to come to terms with being removed from the center of his wife's universe um, for all the right reasons but nonetheless feeling the pain of that. Um, which is kind of how I'd felt, you know. And and then looking at other families as well and thinking, well, they just seem blissfully happy. What's the matter with me? Um, so it was a reflection on all of that. And the very end of the song is taken from a, a poem which is on the end of 
Cannery Row by John Steinbeck, which I just happened to be reading at the time. And it's a poem by a Kashmiri poet called Kavi Bilhana. It's an 11th century poem. Um, and Steinbeck quoted, Even now, my eyes that hurry to see no more are painting faces of my lost girl. And I thought that was beautiful and beautifully put. And so I thought I'd sign off with that. Um, And that seemed to just drop from heaven, in a way, uh, into my lap, because it's sort of, in a nutshell, tied everything that I'd been saying in a bow, this thing about painting and the sense of loss of the the person you love, um, fell into my lap, almost as though the poem had inspired the entire lyric, which it hadn't. It just arrived you know, as a gift from the 32 spirits. Mm. <laughs> um, have you lost a couple? <laughs> I've, I've lost count of how many he said I've got. Is it, was it 34? Oh, I have no idea. I, can't I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> it was a shocking amount. I know that I was expecting him to say three. <laughs> well, you don't want an odd number of spirits, they argue. <laughs> You want two or four? No, you need a casting vote, though, with spirits. Ah, I do. Right. You don't want an even number. <laughs> All right. You know, it's like the referendum, then. Uh, <laughs> you, want, you, you want a clear majority. <laughs> a clear majority of spirits. <laughs> 52, so, 48 on your spirits. So, lyrically, that's kind of... I think that's probably all the trees I was barking up at once. Um... And there's usually a song on every album we make, especially the more conceptually driven albums, that is that has got nothing to do with the concept. You know, the 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 Hollow Man is quite a stretch in the Brave album, mm. um, in the sense that it's self-indulgent and self-obsessed, which I am, of course, um, and. You can you can say, oh, well, this could be a dad, you know, and it could be a reflection of that. But, but really, the Hollow Man was a little bit of a, um, an exception to the rest of, of Brave. Just as White Paper is a bit of an exception. But, but then I guess the Leavers is, is, it's just the New Kings and and uh, El Dorado, isn't it, that have that theme of, of. Um, you know, money and everything being compromised by by money and the country going to the dogs. Um, the Leavers is much more personal. So I guess I'm talking rubbish. The Leavers and White Paper are both much more about yours truly and how I feel. Um, whereas The Leavers is more universal in the sense of that it can, can, can have been written about anyone who's forced to travel constantly yes we've got chimney swings well why apparently mum's booked we've got a chimney sweep have we got a chimney yeah apparently we've got one (laughs) should we stop just there (laughs) <laughs> because I don't think we've got any choice. I think 
I th- should we go to diary? Let's go to let's go to diary. Hold hold that. We'll come back to the bit. Let's go to diary. You go and sort your chimney sweep out. There's something you don't say every day. No, and read the diary at the same time. Read the diary to the chimney sweep. See what he thinks. I will, cause sweep is as lucky as lucky can be. So I'll just do that. Hang on a minute. Sunday, 10th of November, Rouen, Paris. Woke up by the river. It turned out to be the Seine. There were barges moored alongside us, cranes along the dock, and across the wide expanse of water, the land rose up to green hills and church spires. Even the industrial bits of France remain somehow beautiful. You've either got natural aestheticism, or you haven't. Went inside and had a spot of coffee and croissants served to us by the effervescent smiling Valérie and then took my laptop and diaries off in search of a café in town. It was a twenty-minute walk along the river. The gig is currently in the middle of an enormous funfair which runs for a couple of miles, at least, along the riverbank. The fair wasn't yet fully open, it being ten in the morning. The town, however was shut up like a crab's arse in a tsunami. It's illegal to open a shop in France on a Sunday unless it sells food, and few of them do. I headed for the cathedral and found the seemingly only open café in Rouen, the Brasserie Paul. The Brasserie Paul goes back a long way. I have a leaflet expounding its impressive client list from over the years. Installed myself in there for much of the day. Had steak and chips, coffee and wrote the diary. Sophie and Dan are looking after vibes today while Lynetta works at Waddesdon and they picture-messaged me photographs of him enjoying himself at the Limes Farm Cafe. Great. They look like they're having a fine time of it. Isn't technology wonderful sometimes? Returned along the river through the funfair which was now heaving with people. There's nothing else to do here on a Sunday, so it was rammed. Back at the gig, sound check seemed fine. Had the customary nap and returned for the early show. It's 8.30 tonight. At 8.15, Lynetta called me to say that she's in hospital with vibes. Apparently, Sophie and Dan bought him some Rocky Road at Lime's Farm Cafe. He's had it before, but not from there. This one must have had peanuts in it, and he's had a bad allergic reaction. His face has swollen up, and he can't breathe through his nose. She's taken him to A&E. They've put a drip in his arm, and they're giving him intravenous antihistamine. She says not to worry, he's slowly getting better. Shit, always when I'm away. I can't do anything about it, so I say I'll call as soon as I'm off stage. I went on stage comforted by the fact that he's recovering steadily and put my other head on. The gig was great, a slow burner to a not entirely hardcore crowd. We had them by the end. This always feels more rewarding. Conversion is a bigger achievement than confirmation. When I got upstage, I called Elsmoby to discover it's switched off. No one's answering the landline at home either. Called Sophie, who had returned to the hospital, 
and handed the phone to Lynetta. While I was on stage, he went to the loo, started lolling and passed out. They hit him with adrenaline and now he's back with us. Oh my. After we'd finished the call, I decided to go home. Tomorrow's a day off in Amsterdam anyway. Stephanie Ringway said she could give me a lift to Paris. She booked me a room in the Terminus Hotel opposite La Gare du Nord and Frenchie and Lucy arranged me a ticket for the Eurostar tomorrow morning at 8am. We figured it would get me home quicker than a flight to Heathrow. Elle kept in touch by text as Steph and I drove back to Paris, but by 2am when I checked into the hotel, my phone was going flat. I just had enough battery left to text Lynetta the hotel phone number, just in case he took a turn for the worse in the night. Monday, 11th of November. Paris, home. Slept fitfully and kept waking up wondering what time it was. There was no way of finding out. No watch, no clock in the room, no time display on the telly, and my phone was dead. I'd arranged an early morning call at 6.45, and so I got up, showered, and went downstairs to the breakfast room. I was followed into the breakfast room by a black guy who mysteriously seemed to know that my friend had paid the hotel bill, but not paid for breakfast. I was reminded how it must be to not have any money in this world. Suddenly, they have their eye on you. I told him that's fine, I'll pay cash. Don't know what they charged me for my coffee and orange juice, but I bet it wasn't cheap. After four hours sleep herself, Stephanie had returned to the foyer, bless her, and brought me an iPhone charger. I could charge the phone on the train. She came over the road with me, and I was once again indebted when I tried to pick up my ticket at the ticket office. They didn't want to give it to me, as Lucy had paid for it on her credit card, and I wasn't Lucy. What a pointless policy. There I am, trying to pick up a ticket in my name, holding a passport in my name, and mentioning the name of Lucy Jordash, who booked the bloody ticket, and it's still not enough. They wanted to know her home address. I said Tring, but I couldn't remember the street address. That wasn't good enough either. Lucy and Ian's address is in my phone, of course, but it was flat. Fortunately for all of us, Steph found the address in her phone, otherwise the woman in the ticket office would have been peeling my fingers from her throat and I'd have been arrested for assault. This Jobsworth bullshit is bad enough when your little boy isn't in hospital. The Eurostar left Paris on a beautiful morning and arrived in London to pouring rain and grey sky. I managed to charge my phone during the journey. Vibes had had a good night and at one point called me to say hello. I told him I was coming to see him. He sounded really pleased about that. So was I. Took the tube from St Pancras to Marylebone and the train to Bister North, where Lucy picked me up and took me to the Horton Hospital in Banbury. Found my way through the maze of corridors to the children's ward, and there they were. Little Vibes was still a bit swollen around the eyes and lips. He had the drip attachment in his arm, but he was his usual smiling self. We had lots of cuddles, and he wouldn't let me out of his sight. We hung around all day until they allowed us home around 5pm. He fell asleep as we got into the village and slept for an hour or so on the sofa. 
I kept running in and out to check he was all right, but he was sleeping peacefully. Phew, what a scare. We all went to bed early. Lynetta slept with him, and I slept comfortably and with much relief in my own bed. Tuesday, 12th of November. Home, Harlem. Around eight, I heard them get up. Vibes was obviously feeling fine. I could hear him rattling away and the thumping of his feet on the floor as he ran around like a dervish. I had a bit of a lion and got up around 9.30. Had a decent cup of coffee, rare to get on the road, and he got dressed so we could go and kick his new football around on the village green. I had the presence of mind to bring home the Man United football strip I'd bought for him at Old Trafford. It fitted him and he was very happy with it. We went out and spent the next hour playing footy until a car came to take me to Heathrow for the flight to Skippon. Only six sleeps, Vibesy, I said as I left. I bought a new phone charger in the airport. Was picked up by Mark Kennedy at Skippon and driven, according to the random directions of his sat-nav, to Harlem. The 15-minute journey took 35 but soon I was back in the bosom of Frenchie and the tour bus. I had missed soundcheck, but I had a good sound for the show. I really enjoyed the gig, until the after show, where everyone seemed to complain about the sound, the set, the band, etc. I couldn't help pondering the psychology of people who follow an artist for years, buy all their albums, avidly buy their concert tickets, and then find themselves one day in a position to talk to that artist, only to choose to criticise them to their face. Hello, Mr Bowie. I've waited my whole life in the hope of maybe one day getting to meet you in person so that I can criticise your show, your work your band, and to tell you that you haven't really done anything since hunky-dory worth shit. I preferred you with the orange hair. And what's that with the acting? I mean, really, Labyrinth? Goodness, that was worse than Tin Machine. In my opinion, your worst mistake of all. Oh, hello, Mr Gabriel. I've waited my entire life in the hope that maybe someday... Just for a moment, I would have the good fortune and time in your presence to ask you why you made that sell-out poppy disappointment of an album so. Surely you are better than that. What a shame you left Genesis after that fine piece of art, The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. I liked that very much. So much more than your solo efforts, which frankly have been disappointing. I'm sure you must be grateful that I've decided to remain honest in your presence and not simply lie and tell you that you are great. I'm glad I crossed the room and interrupted you to tell you all this. Have a nice evening. Am I sounding a bit touchy? Well, it had been a tricky couple of days. Overnight to Paris and a day off in my beloved Le Relais Montmartre. We're back. Yay! So, so how how went it with the chimney sweep? <laughs> now that the ladder of life has been strung, you may feel the sweeps on the bottom most rung. Um, well, it's Klaus Nielsen. Of course it is. It's the man himself. Yeah, Klaus is the only one to have round your way. Chimney sweep to the stars. Yeah. 
Well, me anyway. Bloody hell, that's a long way to go. <laughs> it's a long. You need I a long. Is that out? You need a very long ladder, don't you, for that? You need a long he brush, wouldn't you? He has got a long ladder. He's just. I said, that's the kind of ladder a chimney sweep might have. He went, yes. And I said, or a burglar. He said, yes. <laughs> oh, if he doesn't listen to this, he'll know when you're away. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently we hadn't booked him. He just arrives. Oh, right, He's okay. a sort of psychic chimney sweep. Oh, I like that. Mm. He's not one of your spirits or he's not got a relative that's one of your spirits come down to earth yeah Mm. in a in a cloud of carbon it could happen before we get onto the diary um Mm. and i've completely forgotten i lost all track of where we were going with the other conversation because never has anybody opened the door and said the the chimney sweeps here before (laughs) we've got together Um, And we must mention that that was Vibes. And we have to talk about Vibes. We have to talk about Vibes because we have to encourage people to sign up to Marillion TikTok, don't we? Yes, yes, because Vibes is... It's all a bit of a a mystery to us old farts, Mm. but Vibes being one of the young crazy kids is is all over TikTok and said, why aren't you all over TikTok? And I said, well, I don't know. And he said, let me sort it out. So he's been uh, he's been getting involved in in the um, tricky process of uploading some of Marillion's videos to TikTok. Um, that's been a little bit tricky so far. We're trying to sort it out because of copyright issues. So now, whenever you try and load up one of our videos, you get a little screen saying this has been muted owing to copyright issues. So we've got to try and sort that out, with Lucy and EMI. But the the bits that, for whatever reason, don't tick those boxes, um, they he's talk, managed. They, they, they talked, they and talk. he's 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 uh, he's uploaded, and he also did a, a he uploaded a little movie of me showing the viewer around the racket club the other day because we ah. happened to be in there. And I did a little, oh, here's, here's where Rothers is, and here's, here's Ian's box that we don't let him out of. And here's where Pete does his thing, and here's where I do my thing, and this is the racket club. So you can view that, and that's an ongoing thing. Vibes is going to be our TikTok meister. Mm. Mm. And we should all support that, because it's a beautiful thing, even though very few of us will probably understand it. Yes, I'm all for supporting things I don't understand. I'm with you. I'm with you. Now, it did start me thinking about whether Corona Diaries ought to have a little TikTok account. I'm trying to work out what we could capture that that could go viral as far as TCD is concerned. I think that's the platform for us, you know. Is it? I I have no idea. I'm glad you're forward thinking and all this. Well, I I do try. Yeah. I I do try. I'm going to mention this to Vibes in case he jumps on it. Well, I th- well, I think maybe, 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 maybe he could, and maybe we should. So, yeah, yeah. So anyway, hold that thought. So first thing you've got to do, folks, is you've got to follow, follow get it, download TikTok, follow Marley, and see what Vibes is up to. It's going to be nothing if not entertaining and possibly educational. Mm. And then watch this space in case we find some way of doing something TCD related on a on a platform. Who knows? Mm. I was Who on knows? a platform earlier earlier in the week, actually. Doncaster Station, where a man oh, yeah. once showed me his willy and the gents. Did I ever right. mention that? 
Well, you've mentioned it now. Yeah, that was uh, a bit of an interesting experience. Oh, bless him for doing it out of public sight. He must have really wanted to show it to you. He wanted to show it to me privately. Yeah. I don't know if that's more worrying. Um, well, I mean, asked, it's nice to be chosen. Just, he asked me not... if I'd like to touch it. And I said, right. I'm all right, actually, mate. Thank you. I'm fine on the not touching it uh, front. It's lovely. And I must be going. Right. I think we're more or less my exact words. Right. And did you nip outside and go to the vending machine and get one of those wafer biscuits that were called wafer, uh, as, as you could back in the day? No, I didn't tarry. Did you I didn't not? tarry. No, I wasn't 27 at this point. I was quite young. I was, I was on the platform train spotting. Uh, and and he, you know, looking at the Deltics and the occasional steam engine, and uh, and I just happened to go to the gents, and there was this chap showing me his what's it. Right. So there we are. Right. I don't I don't think it scarred me, uh, although. Well, what would he have had to done with it to have done that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've found broken glass much more effective. In that department. <laughs> How have we got here? Doncaster well, Railway Station. Because you said something about a platform. platform. And, and so I had a flashback to earlier in the week. when Yeah, fl- po- flashback to a flash. <laughs> flashback. <laughs> it is comedy gold. I don't know how we do it. I don't, neither do I. But I do know how we do it. You start by saying somebody whopped his cock out while I was on Doncaster Railway Station. That's well, how we get there. Uh, yes, you've, you've, put that, you've put that very bluntly, but that is the truth, yes. Yeah. Anyway, right. I was on the platform in Doncaster uh, getting the train because I'd been up to see my sister. Right. Um, and and I, I, I dashed up to see my sister. Uh, so there we are. So the day after I'd been to see uh, Sam Whiteman uh, playing for Northamptonshire in the cricket. So uh, big big up to Sam Whiteman for playing playing cricket for Northamptonshire and Western Australia occasionally. There we have it. There we have it. I did see a pick of that. I did see that your Julie had put a pick out on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that was good. Um, on to diary. On to diary mm-hmm. now. We've covered TikTok. Uh, we, we've done we've done TikTok and railway cock. So let's move on to um, let's move on to diary. Um, the, now I was going to start by saying that I was recently in Rouen. <laughs> That's gone... a title. That is a title. <laughs> TikTok and railway cock is this? Is... <laughs> what are we having that? <laughs> might be might be a bit much. Um, I was going to start by saying because there's three three sections of diary. You don't know this. Cause I don't, I don't, and by the way, I hope you've read what I'm, I'm about to talk about. Oh, all right. Well, I've only read two, so I might have to do another you, one. You need if to, you're, you need to if add you're the third after in. three. Oh, okay. Well, we need we need to know. There's a reason for that because we need to know that vibes is all right. Yes. So, so there's a reason for that. Um, but you were in Rouen. I was. I was in Rouen. And I was in Rouen a week, just over a week ago, completely oh. by surprise. Oh, and it's a lovely Lord. little place, isn't it? Well, a quite big place. Yeah, yeah it's pretty well as most French cities are beautiful. Oh, how, how cool. Mm. No, it is a lovely spot. It, most of it was shot because I was there on a Sunday. Sunday. Um, 
But I should imagine on any other day of the week, it's really, really vibrant. It was a little bit sleepy when I was there because nearly everything was closed. I, mm. uh, you know, I've, I found that Brasserie Paul, which was just about the only thing open in town. The French are quite strict on that still, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, that most of the shops... Uh, I mean, I don't know about now in 2023, but, but certainly back in the 90s, um, everything would be shot on a Sunday. You'd sometimes get markets open. Mm. So you get little markets selling cheese and, you know, foodstuffs um, and bric-a-brac and bits of nonsense. And they they would open up on a Sunday. And I think it was, I think the French would go and peruse the markets on a Sunday. Parade all your, And parade. Mm. And just generally be cool and smoke their strong-smelling cigarettes about the place. Mm. Um you know, and and protest, of course. Oh, of course. Uh, so, yeah, and the shops would, would usually be shut. I think it's quite similar now. I think they tend to open for a couple of hours in the morning, but Sunday afternoon everything's everything's dead. Uh, did you see that wonderful building in the market square on one of the squares that looks a bit like, with a roof that looks a bit like a dragon? It doesn't ring any dragon. bells. No, oh, I don't that, think that I was amazing. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. Anyway, moving on from there, because just quick thing to Ruan, and obviously I was going to talk a bit more about Ruan, but then what transpires is that Vibes is not very well with some form of alcohol. Was it an allergic reaction? Yeah, and to this day, the, the, he thinks it was peanuts. I'm not so sure. Uh, because we did have him tested sometime after that. Um, I'm a sort of spectrum test of possible allergens. And the nuts didn't come up very, very high at all. But what went through the roof was horses. Um, he's extremely allergic to horses. And I've noticed that, that. We took him to a circus once as well when he was about four or five. Um, and it wasn't one of these, it wasn't elephants and all of that. It was just clowns and bits of nonsense. But they had a lot of, they had like ponies that would parade round. And he... All his face swelled up and his eyes were streaming and um, he's extremely ill. He can't go anywhere near horses. Now, he'd been to this cafe in a farm called Lime's Farm in uh, Farthinghoe, near, near to where we live. And I'm just wondering if he'd either come up against a load of horse hair somewhere mm. Or whether whoever had made this rocky road that that he had, um, that that Sophie and Dan bought him, whether she'd been on the horse and hadn't yeah. washed her hands properly yeah. before she was cooking, um, but he really had a major turn. And um, before I went on stage, you know, she'd phoned from the hospital to say she was in the hospital, and uh, she'd had to bring him. And then while I was on stage, unbeknown to me, he'd had an anaphylactic shock and they he would have died, mm. but they managed to zap him with, with the adrenaline shots. So he was in the right place. If, if that had happened at home, I think we would have lost him. Um, but luckily, um, thanks to some quick thinking by, um, by Lynetta, uh, uh, who tends to think more about vibes these days than me, hence the song White Paper, um, she saved his uh, 
she saved his life. Um, and so uh, I got off stage because she'd said, oh, he seems to be a bit better now before I went on. So I went on thinking, oh, that's a bit nasty, but he sounds like he's on the mend. And then I got off stage to discover that the reverse was true and he damn nearly died in the middle of our set. Um, and so I I thought, well, I've got to go home. And, and as luck would have it, we had a day off the following day. So I thought, well, how can I get back from Rouen? And my, my good friend Stephanie Ringray said, well, I'll give you a lift to Paris. You could stay overnight, Paris, and jump on the first train in the morning. You can be, you could be in the hospital by eleven a.m. So I said, "Yes, please," and off I went. Um, and by the time I got there, you know, he was sat up in bed smiling, and I think the first thing he said was, "Can I have one of these beds for Christmas, please, Dad? It's electric, and you can push this button; it goes up and down." So that went on his Christmas list. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> Solid choice. I like that. He didn't tell me about the trauma he'd been through or the IV <laughs> or the needle in the back of his head. It was like, check this bed out. Dad. Check this bed out. Look at this. Well, he was probably blissfully unaware of some of the trauma. We should get these, Dad. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. It has scarred him, even to this day. Well, he's 15 now, and I've never met a human being who's more careful with food. He's really, really careful. He's extremely conservative about what he eats, and you can't really get him to push him up, you know, push him out of that zone. So he, he's a tricky character to take to a restaurant because if the, if what's on the menu is not what he's had before, forget it. Mm. He's careful. Um, and to this day, I've not managed to get him to to, to have a go on a peanut. You know, and, and we we sort of thought, well, we could ramp up gen- gently. We could smear a little bit of peanut butter on his forearm and see if it, see if it comes yeah. out in a rash. Well, no, it doesn't. And then we could try. We tried other sort of nut pastes and things on him, and he doesn't seem to react to any of it. But no amount of cajoling will get him to try, you know, try it by mouth. He just says, I'm not having it. Hmm. Well, so it, it's a it, risk it, he doesn't need to take, really, isn't it? It is, but it's like, um, you know, it's a bit of a Damocles sword hanging over hmm. you as well for the rest of your life, which which might not have to be there. If 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 we found he wasn't allergic to nuts, that that would be just something... We could put put to one side as having been been something we 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 erroneously thought. Um, we know he's allergic to the horses, so you know he's not he's not going to be riding the national anytime no. soon. Um, but it'd be nice to be able to banish that spectre spectre of the nuts. There's, spectre. There's, See, that would be a title as well. I was going to say, yeah. We're on fire this morning, aren't we? <laughs> so ble- bless him, you know. But he was. Uh, what was amazing was that I went to. I think I flew to Amsterdam the following day for for the show that we had to play, and I was out kicking a ball around with him on yeah. the green before before I went, 
And so, you know, that's a happy ending and an incredible recovery from practically being no more the day mm. before. Mm. It was incredible how we how we bounced back, which I think is the reason why, uh, and obviously apologies for pushing me into doing another day's recording, but I think it's nice that we don't leave that particular cliffhanger. You know, I think it's nice that he's kicking sure. football about at the point where, where, where we leave for the for the day. Did we finish our white paper thoughts? I think we kind of did, didn't we? Yeah. The only other thing I would say about white paper was the amount of kind of cajoling and persuasion we had to do with with Mad Jack to get him to return to his original slightly uncertain feeling that that his Mm. original recording of the piano idea had that was really organic and beautiful. And, of course, he thought it was rubbish and went away and tidied it all up and made it great, brought it back, and we all kind of, you know, me and Mike were looking at each other going... It's better when it was a bit kind of uncertain, wasn't it? it and felt... it does feel uncertain. It does. Yeah. You know, it well, does. trust me, that is not Mark's fault. <laughs> uncertain by design. <laughs> he did everything he could possibly do <laughs> to make it certain. <laughs> to make it sound good, whilst you know, whilst whilst certain elements in the band. I mean, just about everybody else in the band thought it was it was more beautiful when it was slightly uncertain uh, and so he kept pushing it back to the original and he kept saying well let me at least move this note it's dreadful it sounds like a mistake and we're going oh that's my favorite bit <laughs> so we were having all of those um, conversations and um, to his credit I think he slowly finally caved in because he could ju- he could tell that we you know, we weren't just messing with him. We all we all genuinely thought that the original just had something, hmm. um, and the way we work, um, you know, the way we've learned to work um, makes those things possible. We, you know, we record everything, we multi-track everything because we we've been there in the past where we've worked stuff out and it's never been as good as it was when we just did it out of thin air in the first place and so we learnt over the years to record everything so that when we do something when even if it's riddled with accidents and uncertainty it might be that might be what makes it beautiful and that if we iron that out it'll lose something so if if our albums were items of clothing they'd be wrinkly I, I, do you know what? When I first listened to Fear, I did not expect to White Paper to hit me as much as it's ended up doing. It's a slow burn, that song. It certainly was a slow burn for me. Um, but it's a cherished part of that album. And I think it is for a lot of people, actually. Um, I think it's a song that means a lot to a hell of a lot of people. Yeah, I, I, it's probably a universal, universal thing, isn't it? That, that, um, when you meet someone and fall in love with them and you have that intense passion that over time especially with the advent of children mm, becomes things. sometimes you know sometimes you feel like um, 
like you and your wife are directors of a company that you're running. You know, that's what it's... It's like, what happened to us? We're now just running a company. You know, we're running running in the wheel, earning the money to pay for it and running around. And it's not about you and me anymore. It's about this thing. Thing we've created. This thing, yeah. And I don't mean the child. I mean the whole thing, the house and the mortgage and the... The drains and the shopping and, you know, have you done this and have you done that and have you thought about this and we really need to do that. And this, this sense of it's like running an ocean liner almost sometimes um, and all your your uh, energies are taken up with forward planning and then, and then panicking over how you're going to pay for it and that's not why you got together no. you got together because you you were enchanted by this other person and a part of you was on fire and lifted on by them and on their behalf and then time passes and you've you've got to at least try to resist it turning into something gray you've got, you know you've what happened to the color of fire? You know that—that's really what, what I'm saying. Um, we've got to—we've got to fight against this. We've got to identify it as a problem and actively fight against it if we can. Well, especially because the thing you've constructed doesn't have to be that way. It is your construct. You're mm-hmm. not a slave to it. it no, changed at any point in time. Well, that yeah. comes down to a certain kind of enlightenment, I guess, and you have to watch out for the that sort of irrevocable tendency to slide into, you know, running the ocean liner. Hmm. There's a lesson for us all there. Hmm. Well, it's some it's something we should fight if we can, because life's not about that. Life is about the other thing. Life is about the the fire and the adoration, and and it's no good waiting until somebody's I don't know dead or got a terminal illness before you 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 know you you um, you go back to really understanding why they're so precious to you. And of course, every day you meet a tune receipt's a good day. Every day you what? Meet a chimney sweep's a good day. <laughs> it's true. Good good luck will rub off when I shake hands with you. Oh, blow me a kiss, and that's lucky too. There's another title. <coughs> I'm pressing stop there, because I, I can't improve on that. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Corona Diaries. It featured Steve Hogarth with the insights and me, Ant Short, with the questions. If you enjoyed the podcast, please consider subscribing and maybe leaving a review as this will help others find it. You could even share with other like-minded souls, should the mood take you. This has been an A Short Stories production.